Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to Tim and Friends, my podcast dedicated to learning from my friends. I believe that everyone, including my friends, have amazing stories to tell. And in those stories are lessons of failure and success, pride and regret. And what I'd like to do is distill those lessons down into ways that can transfer to your life. And at the very least, I hope you find the stories interesting. Today I'm talking to my friend Brian, who is a member of the U.S. Air National Guard. He just got back from a two and a half month deployment to Qatar, and I was really excited to speak to him about how the looming deployment might have impacted how he approached fatherhood, and not just the deployment itself, but really his entire experience in the military and how that might influence how he approaches fatherhood. I learned a lot from him during this conversation. Things like how priorities may shift over time and how that's totally okay and to find the right compromises to accommodate those shifts. We also talked about how becoming a father made him more empathetic towards his patients. And lastly, how sometimes it's the simple things in life that keep us grounded. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Brian. I'm here with Major Dana of the U.S. Air National Guard. Thanks for being on today, Brian. Yeah, man, no problem. Sounds very, very formal. <laughs> We're supposed to try to make this as formal as possible um, because we are dads now. You've got two kids, and uh, this is probably like the most dad thing to do, which is like we're recording this at 9.30 p.m. Both kids are asleep. Yeah, this is past my bedtime. Yeah, it's actually past mine as well, but this is important stuff we're about to talk about. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, One place to start is um, what was it like when you found out that you were going to have a girl? And the reason I asked that is just because I had a son first, and uh, I just wonder if um, the order of operations changed your mentality in terms of how you thought you'd be a father. Yeah, it's a a good question. uh, I'm not sure what you guys did in in your household. Um, For our first child, uh, for our girl, we did not find out the sex ahead of time. So that was a bit of a surprise. my wife claims she knew the entire time, which, I mean, she's right, apparently. But, um, no, so it was kind of a little bit of a, a sh- I think, kind of new parent shock, too, just adapting to, like, you're actually responsible for this human. Um, and, I don't know, there's just some kind of uh, unconditional love that you can't really understand that, like, just immediately takes over. But um, I don't think the the girl thing didn't set in right away, but now it definitely has. I'm I'm terrified to have a girl in this day and age. I mean the the internet, social media, and I'm I'm old now, so I I don't really even know that much about TikTok. But that looks like the next current terrifying platform. I don't know. It's uh... I didn't think the day would come where I, I literally would say like. Wait, what is it that that you're using there? Can you show mm-hmm. me how to how to do that? I have a a 13 year old niece, and I, I can't keep up with her. And, yeah. Uh, God bless my brother. I don't know how he's 
he deals with the teenage girl right now. But you and I both, we're going to have to deal with that soon. And it's, it's a little crazy because I know, you know, when I was a kid, maybe we'll be able to have a little bit more control over the internet stuff. Who knows? But like I knew way more than my parents back then. Like Whatever they thought they could control is... They had no control, which knowing that is a little terrifying. Um, they like, she'll always be a few steps ahead, but we'll see. I'll put up a good fight. That's for sure. <laughs> we'll do what we can. Well, I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, wanted to talk to you about your experience being a member of the military. Uh, you recently just got back from Qatar. Um, but before we get into that, maybe you can just share a little bit of background about how you got started um, when you joined, uh, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, as far as the military, um, I joined uh, when we were in college together at, uh, at BU. I did the ROTC there. I did my first I did ROTC, commissioned, and then did my first 14 years um, in the Army uh, National Guard. Um, and then I switched to the Air Force a couple of years ago. Uh, it's a little bit of a complicated story, but uh, ultimately where I am today, the switch to the Air Force was mainly based on my family. Um, I enjoyed being in the Army a lot. Uh, it was really, I think it's really good for a single man in your 20s. Um, but generally speaking, the Army, you know, it's a little more dangerous, longer deployments. Uh, so my wife... After our first kid, my wife was kind of pushing for, is there something else you could do? Um, having 14 years in, you know, for, for the guard, you have to get 20 to get some of the benefits uh, in retirement. Um, so at that point, I kind of committed to 20 years. It wasn't worth walking away. Um, so I looked into some options, and the Air Force was a, was a good match. Um, the deployments are shorter. Um, what I just got back from, was supposed to be four months, which is really short, you know, in the military. With COVID, everything got switched around, and I actually was only gone for about two and a half months. Um, probably one of the easiest deployments you'll ever hear from anyone, anywhere. Um, but still, to leave a wife and two and three-year-old for a couple months is challenging. So I can't imagine these families where, you know, the guys are going for 12, 18 months. It's nuts. Yeah, I, I mean, I have no frame of reference, and the fact that you say two and a half months is one of the easier deployments. I, when I go away for like a weekend trip or you know a few days for work, I I feel that miss, and um, and so for two and a half months for you to say that that's an easy one, really just a thank you for your service and all the other folks out there that are doing these really long deployments. Um, but you did mention that there was a a switch in your mind, going from the Army to the Air Force, you know, what what were some of those sacrifices that you had to make? Because um, if I recall correctly, I mean, you were doing weekends basically every month, um, every now and then, week-long training sessions. Um, you know, I, I think for a lot of our listeners who may not be in the military or have considerations about that, I think a lot of folks make those trade-offs between work-life balance or working a little harder or even their hobbies or whatever um, and trying to balance personal interest versus kind of yeah, like family absolutely. time. And and so re- whether you're gone for 12 to 18 months, it was a 14-year commitment where you're doing weekends away, uh, 
training and, you know, even just mind space, knowing that at some point you're going to deploy, you know, how did you think about uh, those sacrifices? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think for some people it might not be the military. It could be a, a second job. Maybe there's a, you know, a hobby that they've had for years that they love that kind of takes them away from their family and, and all these things kind of shift when you, you know, bring kids in a, in a bigger family into the picture. Um, for us, uh, the unit I was with in the army was in another state. So it was a little bit further drive. I'd be gone for, you know, a few days every time. And I think to like a, a single guy, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But when you are trying to explain to your wife that you're leaving, you know, for three nights every month, um, yet she knows that there's other options closer to home where maybe you could come home at night and she's going to push for that. And, and I get it. If, uh, if she left, um, for a night, um, that'd be <laughs> fairly challenging. I could probably pull off one night, but, um, yeah. So, you know, getting a little closer to home, I was looking into options closer to home and then the, the kind of deployment lengths and the locations are a little bit, not to kind of discourage what the Air Force guys do, but it's not quite as dangerous day to day. You know, the Army Marine guys are on the front lines. It's, you know, puts your life in a little more dangerous, which I've, I've been, you know, um, it's not about me anymore. Like when I joined, when I was, you know, 20 years old, if, if something happened to me, then so be it. I was okay with that. But now I'm making decisions that affect multiple other people that you know obviously i really care about so that kind of was a big shift like okay like i, I don't i, I want to stay in the military if i have to go somewhere i don't want to go for as long um and yeah i'm willing to make you know certain sacrifices but i don't want my family to be subjected to that necessarily so that was the kind of big reasons to make the shift for us and even still um as part of a a safer branch of the military uh i think the risk is still non-zero even in the air force Absolutely, yeah. and and again like two and a half months sounds like an eternity to a civilian like me um knowing that you were about to deploy uh to the middle east did that change kind of like how did that make you feel like leading up to it were, were you parenting any differently were you acting any differently towards uh, your wife or your family at all? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think, again, I, I left um, in March or was supposed to leave at end of March 2020 um, with this COVID thing. So that, that kind of was new for everyone. I put in a, a curveball in everybody's life. Um, but I was trying to explain to my daughter, who's a little over three, like that, you know, I'm just I'm going to work for a long time, getting on an airplane. Uh, but like, you know, don't worry, I'm, I'm I'm coming home. My son's a little, he doesn't really get it, which is good. You know, the benefits of being two is just kind of like, yeah, sure, dad, whatever. Um, but she was aware of it, so I was like trying to spend more time with them, hoping maybe they could understand a little bit more. Um, the benefit, one of the nice things about uh, the pandemic for us uh, was that I, I was activated or put on orders with the military. So I stopped my civilian job um, and then I didn't actually 
fly out of the country for about another six weeks because the military was trying to figure out what to do. Um, so that was time I was kind of working from home uh, for the Air Force, and that was a lot of the extra time I had to spend with them. Our daycare actually closed, so it was a ton of time I had to spend with them, which you know, I think in a normal world, uh, a dad would possibly be terrified to be spending that much time with two children. But, you know, in the back of my mind, knowing I was leaving, it was, re it was really nice to have that uh, extra time. Um, but at their age, I don't know. I, I'm really happy to kind of get the deployment out of the way now. I think if they were seven or eight, you know, or older, where they would remember this forever, it would be a lot harder. I, I don't think my kids are going to remember too much. With that being said, every time I tell my daughter I'm going to work now, she asks me if I'm getting on the airplane and coming home. Um, so that's a little bit tough, but it's nice to be able to say, like, no, 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 I'll, I'll see you today, like later today. <laughs> it's remarkable what kids remember and, like, how well they remember it at such a young age. It's, it's really crazy. One thing I didn't anticipate as a parent was, I don't know, they're, like, they're... They're little, they're their own little people, even from when they're like a month old, which I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe you had a similar experience. I, before I had kids, I was like, oh, it's like, you know, just a little kid. There's not a lot of personality there. Like they're not going to become their, you know, their own uh, little being until they're like five or six. Like, no, it's, it's there early on. Um, and it's, it's really kind of cool, uh, but it's just crazy. They remember so much. They have their own like personality and emotions, and uh, yeah, uh, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, like the amount of attitude that I'll catch from my six-week-old daughter is like yeah, six. It's weeks. unreal. I hope it's not a you know, uh, foreshadowing for the future yeah. <laughs> cools off. What we're experiencing right now is, um, uh, daddy, you're not my best friend anymore. And, uh, and the occasional, I don't <laughs> love you anymore. And, like, that's rough. It's like, like, dang girl. Like, all right, you're going, you're taking it to that level. Like, okay. okay. Yeah. It starts early. It starts early. Um, you, you mentioned kind of making these, this decision that like a, a safer deployment, um, closer home, even with that, like how important is it to, from my perspective, it sounds like you have like a really supportive wife who, who respects your decision to, to support this country. You know, how important is it to, to have that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I don't know if she fully realized what she was doing when she married me um, as far as the military is concerned because you know she doesn't put the uniform on but she's in she's in I think spouses you know sometimes don't get the same recognition but when you're I mean yeah I was the one halfway around the world and in harm's risk in theory but i you know i don't think for one second the, the hardest part was to be the single parent left at home um, and she didn't sign up for that i mean yeah she agreed to marry me i, I suppose but you know that's a it's a lot um so i think we're both very fortunate you know i know, I know your wife um, we have two rock stars um and props to single parents out there i have no idea no idea how, how they 
can do this. It's a lot. So I think having that support uh, is wonderful. Uh, my wife was really great on the deployment. You know, we were lucky enough that um, I could still chat uh, with the kids and FaceTime with them a couple times a week. So that that was, I think, helpful just to kind of, for them to see my face and could still communicate with her. I, I couldn't imagine being in a place where there's like no contact. Yeah, definitely agree with you. We're like super fortunate. Um, our wives are total rock stars, but definitely shout out to all the supportive wives out there. Um, pivoting just a little bit, I want to talk about your profession. You're in the medical field and um, you do surgeries and you're helping people rehab and get better and live better. You've definitely answered a bunch of my questions about my <laughs> shoulders and knees as we continue to age. Um, I wonder if having kids influence the way that you see your patients or just the way that you approach your work. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think I'm probably a little more empathetic. Um, not that I didn't ever, you know, you, you care about patients, but it just kind of opens up an, a little bit of a different world. I'm definitely much better with my patients that are younger. I mean, before I was just like this awkward, you know, guy that didn't know how to sue the kid. Now I'm like, God, oh, you want some stickers or a lollipop? Like I can, like, I can hook this up. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's tricky. You know, I don't deal with a lot of the, a lot of my patient populations not that young. Um, but you just kind of have a new uh, appreciation for, I don't want to say for life, but just um, I think we're in the business of helping people, but uh, kids kind of just open up a new a new door. Yeah, I, I hear you. It um, definitely puts things in perspective as well. Yeah, uh, my my wife works at a, a in a children's hospital now in the emergency department and you know that's a little bit different um it makes me appreciate i mean it's just the kind of the simple basic things in life that you know occasionally might get caught up in not appreciating just like having healthy kids um and where she works it's one of the few like level one trauma centers in the state so they see all the really terrible stuff um you know, kid, you know young kids with cancer and bad traumas and it just it's really made me appreciate just having like in my mind like a fairly simple life um and healthy kids like i don't really need much more than that because there's there's so many kind of like horror stories out there and some people want you know i don't know fancy things but healthy kids will do like that's it really that's that's all i care about um i'm sure my perspective will change on this but i'm of the opinion my kids can go and do whatever they want as long as they're healthy and happy and so really that all that matters yeah yeah absolutely cool so shifting gears totally to like the whole parenthood thing um what is your favorite or most memorable poop story of parenthood so far oh boy uh, all right 
<laughs> and, and if you need an example, I, I can kick it off. Yeah. Like. All right. Let's share. Let's share. So, so this was um, with my son. This was two years ago when he was like first born. And my wife and I were still figuring out like how to do bath time. Just totally clueless. Um, it was like performing surgery every time. Have him in the bath finally. And he just lets out a giant poop. And I'm like, oh, God, this is this is terrible. And if you're a parent or new, then you know that new kid poop is basically mustard with seeds. It's awful. Um, long story short, because I want to get your answer. After we cleaned him up, that happened three more times. In the bath? In the same night. Oh. Yeah, in the bath. So, like, and each time, you, you got to change the water. You got to wipe it down, clean it, because there was just poop in it. Um, so that bath took like 45 minutes and uh, wasn't a good time. So that's a memorable one. Not my favorite, but a memorable that's one. Im- that's impressive. Um, we've been lucky to avoid the inter-bath poop. I have two, I have two that are, I find funny. Um, both with my son. My daughter was has been pretty, pretty reasonable. A little ladylike, I suppose. But... Uh, so he just had a massive blowout one day where I was responsible for watching him. Um, and I think I got him up from bed. And then those onesies that zip up and it like extended out of his diaper and up like to the base of his neck. I remember just uh, just like holding him and my wife wasn't home. I was like, oh my God, I have no idea what to do. So I just put him in the bathtub and like washed him in his clothes and then kind of peeled them off and threw them out and just like <laughs> worked it down. It was, that was, I don't really know if there's a right way to do that. Um, but the other day, so he's, uh, he's two and a half. Um, our kids go to daycare. Uh, they we're doing three days a week. Um, my wife's mother just retired. So they're going to drop down to two days a week just to save us a little coins. Daycare's uh, we think it's important, but it's outrageously expensive. Um, so we're going to definitely keep them in at least two days. Anyway, so the daycare has been great at kind of pointing us in our parenting. and like, hey, he's like ready to potty train. Like he uses it at school. We're like, oh, really? Well, that's great because we had no idea. <laughs> um, so one week, uh, last week, we we're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to go for this. We're going to take the diapers off. We're going to wing it. So it was going okay. He had a couple accidents. Pee. Um, and then he peed in, in the house. Wasn't a big deal. I took his pants, shorts and underwear off and then I had to go do something outside. He came with me with just the shirt on, totally naked. And I think I was putting something in the back of my truck, turn around and he's just taking a crap in my driveway. Just like <laughs> popping a squad. And it's all on our, we have a ring security it's like camera <laughs> just like a half a second i turn around and he just and he's like daddy i poop in i was like good job buddy but we're gonna try to do that um on on the potty from now on so i think that's actually a good sign i think the books say if he knows that he's doing it then he he's ready so uh yeah yeah so it's it's actually the last week it's gotten much better we've only had one other poop incident. <laughs> that wasn't on the toilet um but yeah from uh, it was great i'm just i called my wife i was like what do you want to do with this like who cleans this up she's like this was on your watch buddy i'm like all right i guess so <laughs> but yeah he pooped in my driveway on camera so i'll forever have that this has been 
a fun conversation, Brian. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, before we wrap up, any parting words? Um, I don't know. I think for new dads, there's a lot. I'm just, we're still trying to figure it out. It's just, uh, I, I tell my wife, it's just survival for me half the time. You know, I think with the pandemic and being home a lot, it made me appreciate you know, what my wife does and what daycare does a lot more. Um, that could be a whole nother podcast if people want to hold homeschool, daycare, that sort of thing. Um, like I said, we, we're definitely for it. We do it a little bit limited just because it, it certainly gets, gets costly and our family wants to help out. So that's nice. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a constant work in progress. I don't, I don't think anyone really knows what they're doing completely. Got to read, do some research, keep in touch with someone like, like you. Give us some good updates. It's wonderful and terrifying. All, all wrapped into, into one. All right, man. Well, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Thanks for joining on. And I think this is a great place to end it. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, review, or share with friends. This podcast is made for and with friends. If you know someone who has an interesting story to tell, including yourself, please check the show notes for ways to reach out. Until next time.